Welcome to the Risk and Repeat podcast, episode number 121. I'm Rob Wright, editor of Search Security, and I am here once again with my site editor, Peter Lotion. Peter, welcome. Hi, Rob. I, well, I shouldn't say welcome because we're literally in our same spots as we were for the previous. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> this is a two-parter on uh, Meltdown Inspector that we uh, are doing based on our content from Black Hat. So it's not a proper Black Hat conference recap. It's more just stuff we learned and new new details about those vulnerabilities and the disclosure and response effort and sort of the debate around them. And so, Peter, this we in the previous podcast, we discussed sort of the disclosure process and the panel that sort of offered a behind-the-scenes look with uh, reps from uh, Google and Microsoft and Red Hat. Uh, here I want to turn to, I guess, another discussion about were Meltdown Inspector overhyped? Are they as bad as we've been led to believe? Because, and this is something that I've seen at other shows, but there's been a very distinct split. And there was a distinct split at Black Hat about this as well. And would you like to I, you wrote the story about this so maybe you would like to sort of uh, discuss how um, a, a certain a certain event at Black Hat sort of perfectly illustrated exactly what we're talking about okay pony awards ponies the ponies yeah so um, they had nominated uh, Spectre and meltdown as as one of the most overhyped topics in over from the last year from the prior year and um, they also happen to be nominated for m- m- best original uh, research as well as I think they won they right? did well they won for two categories they mm. were they were nominated for th- three I think mm. um, most overhyped most original and uh, the best uh, side channel attack oh or most innovative research. Most innovative research yeah. and best side channel attack. Was Which, it? yeah. So, um, yeah, and they won two out of three. The two out of three that they won were the serious ones, um, the the most original research and the best side channel attack. They didn't win for the overhyped, most overhyped, and I think they got they got um, a bad a bad deal on that. They should have won three. What was the the most overhyped? Was it e- Efail? The the most overhyped was Beep and and oh and oh. You know why they didn't? Why I don't think they should have won. I never heard of it before. <laughs> but you, but even more so, I think it's a brilliant little vulnerability that they found in Beep. Beep is a little. To be honest, I think it's. I think um, when I first heard about Beep, you know, okay, Beep is this is this utility that yep. makes. The beep, the beep, the buzzer beep, on the on the system. It's like uh, the bell on a, on a on a terminal. Um, but beep also accepts parameters, and you can pass it parameters and tell it how long to beep, what your, you know, the frequency, so on. There's a few different things you can do with it, um, and included among those few different things is you can get root on a system if you have local access to it. Yes. So I the number one the fact that I never heard of it until covering the Pony Awards uh, tells me that it's not overhyped. And the fact that Meltdown Inspector, despite all of the, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say hype that they've gotten over the last six or 
eight months. But there's a lot of attention being paid to Meltdown Inspector, and there's still no, uh, as far as I know, there's no indications that they've been used to exploit anything. Right. So these things that everybody's hair was on fire about in January, um, we're still waiting to see anybody trying to use them to exploit systems with. Meanwhile, beep, you could, you know, it's not it's not universal to all Unix trial sure. boxes. It only affects, uh, you know, maybe a percent or so of the boxes that do have Linux or Unix on them. But it's an actual vulnerability that it could be exploited. Um, so I think I think I don't think it was quite fair. Number one, to give Beep uh, the most overhyped because it wasn't overhyped, and I don't think it was fair to exclude Meltdown to not give Meltdown. Although they did get two prizes, which is pretty unusual from what I understand about Pony Awards. So do do you feel like it was a little overhyped then? Meltdown Inspector. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. I as I said, I think they should have won the most overhyped as well as the other two. Mm. Um, but maybe they, the Pony Award people didn't want to give out three prizes to the same uh, maybe. groups. Or maybe they thought it they was... They to rename the awards. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, so, like, in your story, the description of Meltdown, Inspector, Spelling Error and all, it is, <laughs> I mean, you know, quote, the normally extremely accurate Fox News called it the worst computer bug in history. One of the researchers who discovered it agreed, calling it probably one of the worst CPU bugs ever found. Okay, first of all, those are two distinctly different statements. There's the worst computer bug in history, one of the worst, or, um, or no, Fox News called it the worst computer bug in history, and then there's probably one of the worst CPU bugs ever found. I mean, is the latter statement, is that false? I don't feel like that's false, though. No, but I think the, the calling it the, the worst bug ever. Oh, sure, computer, sure. That's, that's, I mean, that's, that's, the, that, that's mainstream media sort of not knowing the, the, the technical details yeah. and nuance. And, but, but the second one, and I don't remember which res- researcher said that and w- which one they're referring to. But I do feel like I mean, how many how many like real devastating CPU bugs from a security? I mean, the floating point issue with pet, and even that's not really secure. I mean, that's a bad bug, but that was that. I don't even remember if that could be sort of exploited. Um, I mean, everything can be exploited, so probably. But what I mean, what else is there? I don't think it's that's overhyping it to say it's one of the worst CPU bugs ever found. With the, f- I think the fact that there was a lot of infrastructure around it, and there was a lot of secrecy, as well as a lot of, True. you know, the website and the and the the GIF, the the the, the logos. And Those logos stuff. were dope, though. Come on, <laughs> 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 they were. I'm, I mean, I'm 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 sort of jokingly using the term dope, but I did I did think they were catchy. Anyway, okay, yeah, I I mean I. They haven't stuck in my mind, so maybe yeah. they weren't overhyped. But, um, but I think that there is a tendency that that a lot of a lot of researchers want to make sure that their that their bugs get covered. So they put out, you know, they make an effort to make sure that sure. there's a lot of material and that there's a lot of uh, that their bug doesn't get uh, sort of lost in the shuffle. Sure. So, 
Um, was it the most overhyped bug ever? No. It, it received a lot of media attention. It, it totally did. And I think part of that was because of the broken embargo or the, you know, the, the register getting information and, and yeah. tracking down the story. I, th- they did a good job on that. You got to. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. To... I mean, it, yes. Good for them. Yeah. Um, I guess I, I here's where I stand on this. Uh, if if you're going to call something overhyped and base it on base part of that argument on the fact that no, no there's been no successful attack or no successful exploitation. I think you've got to give a little credit or maybe a lot of credit to the response effort the mitigation effort, the fact that there were numerous companies across the industry working together, as we discussed in the last podcast, part one of this discussion, working behind the scenes to get this thing solved in secret to make sure that nobody was going to exploit it. And number two, we don't know that no one successfully tried or exploited these flaws. Like, that's part of the issue as numerous researchers, including the people that found these bugs, you can't just simply, you know, check your logs. Oh, this is, this was definitely used. Like this, this is hard to detect. It's hard to, to find out if it's been used. It's exploited. It's very hard. So I, I don't, y- yes, it's, it, the fact that there's been no successful attacks definitely something that should be taken into account. But I also think you have to take into account the massive undertaking that all of these vendors and researchers put together over the span of six months to make sure that that didn't happen. I'm not saying they were totally successful. We know that there was a lot of stumbling in the, in those, you know, in that, in those months in that process. What you say has, you know, it, it made me stop and think for a second. Yeah. It's kind of like doing Y2K all, all over again, but in secret and on a shorter time scale. So, yeah, like the, the same as, as people will sometimes poo-poo the Y2K issue and say, oh, it wasn't that big a deal, nothing happened. Well, part of that was because people were working on it for five or ten years beforehand. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it it could very well be that the fact that, that all of this work was being done behind the scenes – uh, bef- to try to spin up some solutions before everybody found out about it. I yeah. think that probably had a lot of uh, an effect as well. And, and here's another way to look at it. Um, it we're not going to spend too much time on this because we are trying to – this is part two. You can only talk so much about Meltdown Inspector, right? Maybe Then you, you become part of the hype train. You become part <laughs> of the problem. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Sure. Yeah, that's right. Um, no, dur- during the, the uh, behind the speculative uh, curtain – uh, uh, session at Black Hat. Uh, uh, Chris Robinson, the um, principal program manager and team leader of uh, Red Hat Product Security Assurance, he talked about, you know, his perspective on these vulnerabilities. And he said, um, he said the research and the exploits and all the stuff that was done around this, he said, was absolutely brilliant. Brilliant was the word he used. But he also said, and this is important, we push out 100 fixes for problems that are more severe than Meltdown Inspector every year. He said they're easier to manipulate. They have greater potential for exploitation. They're going to do greater damage to, you know, the systems. 
And he's right. I mean, you know, I don't need to look at a list of like Red Hat, you know, I, 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 we've all seen the stuff that gets pushed out on Patch Tuesdays, all of the major bugs that go and affect OSs, whether it's Linux or like, yes, I, I would agree with that. Um, on the other hand, doesn't the fact that there's so many of these variants popping up and new sort of, I mean, there's the, the foreshadow um, exploit, the Spectre-ish exploit now. There's the remote Spectre, net Spectre. Doesn't that kind of change the conversation? Because without, without Meltdown and Spectre being discovered and that, that issue being addressed, you could have these things start to pop up and be exploited. And you may still, but th there's there's probably more of these coming, these these variants or spinoff vulnerabilities. So does that change the conversation? Does that make these vulnerabilities more severe and sort of less overhyped, given that, you know, it's like it's it, it's like there's a tree, you know, there's like these branches. It's just it, it, it you know. Here are Meltdown Inspector at the trunk, and look at all these little, you know? Does that change it for you? Yeah, well, I mean, you have to consider the impact of, of this kind of research in terms of how does it affect actual users? I mean, are, are, these, are these vulnerabilities spawning their own exploits that are being, that are being used to, uh, uh, to negative effect? Or is this, um, I mean, it's certainly opened up a whole range of, of a whole area of research for the people who are yeah. working on it. Um, their job is to uncover all the exploits and all the vulnerabilities, as well as to determine what kind of defenses we can use against it, and whether it's even necessary to do that, because there may be something that's impractical about running these attacks, or there may be some signature of an attack they are that makes it easy yeah. to, you know, th this is that's what the research is all about. That's what mm -hmm. they have to keep doing. But at the same time, I keep going back to all the times that we've talked to people, all the sessions that we've been in in different conferences where people are saying, "You wanna, you wanna have something to worry about? Look at the OWASP top ten." Fix those things, and you will have covered yourself about ninety-five or ninety-eight or ninety right. percent of all of your possible threats. As long as people are still succeeding with with SQL injection attacks, exactly. There's really you don't have to worry about about Spectre and Meltdown so much if you if your website can be taken down with a simple crafted packet or a, or yeah. a bad piece of data that you put in. Patcher Apache struts servers and yeah. right yeah and uh, and over and over again as we've yeah. talked about in yeah. this room for yeah. 120 SQL injections sessions. there's a reason why they're the most pop yeah yeah no it's a it's a so, it, it's a great point but we still we still want the research to be working on on figuring out how these attacks work because the attackers are worried are you know once once a big hyped up vulnerability gets all the hype machine going after it. It's in the headlines. We're not, you know, the good guys aren't the only ones working on it. It's it's the bad guys yeah. too. They they see something that says well, this could be catastrophic, and they're like rubbing their hands and, yeah. and smiling. Yeah, 
So, I mean, I guess that's where I come down. I'm more on the side of, no, it's it's not overhyped, and it's a little, I don't want to say it's short-sighted. I get, I get the argument. I would just say that I think this is, like you said, it's opened up a whole new avenue of issues and attacks and variants and concerns, and, and we are going to have to fundamentally re-architect the next generation of CPU processors, and hopefully they get it right. Uh, but th- but there are there are undoubtedly threat actors, more sophisticated threat actors out there, probably looking at this right now and saying there's a way to use these to our advantage, and possibly without being detected at all. And I I feel like we're just kind of scraping the surface. Like uh, we're we're just sort of this is this is this is the entry point to a whole new sort of realm of attacks that affect you know processors with with that use speculative uh, speculative execution or um uh, out of order execution and, you know it depends on what you're talking about, whether it's meltdown or specter or it, there's you know two distinctly different vulnerabilities here but um so yeah i would i i'm less on the overhyped train than you but i i i, I think you've made some good points peter so I appreciate the the thoughtfulness. <laughs> well, always glad to have a chance to get my two cents in. Yeah, well, you know, it can be hard with me on the other end of the microphones here, so uh, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, thank you for helping me sort of uh, go through all the stuff that I learned about Meltdown Inspector at uh, at Black Hat. It was substantial. And uh, sitting here with me for uh, another talk about about those vulnerabilities. Well, I thank you for going to Las Vegas. And so you don't have to. Well, I wasn't going to say that part. But yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> yeah, be thankful. Yes, I am. Very and, um, and thanks to the readers and listeners of Search Security. I'm Rob Wright, and we will see you next time.